0: Hello and welcome to Lifetimes of Learning, a production of the Buddhist Discussion Centre Australia. In this podcast series, we will be discussing the teachings and principles of Buddha Dharma, which are just as relevant today as they were 2,600 years ago. So wherever you are, whether on your meditation cushion or on your way to work, we invite you to bring your mind inside and listen to the teachings of the Buddha. (laughs) Thank <laughs>
1: The topic for today's program is Why Buddhism? Why Buddhism? The following talk was given by the late Venerable K. Sri Dhammananda of the Buddhist Missionary Society, Buddhist Temple, Jalan, Bahala, Brickfields, Kuala Lumpur, 0906 Malaysia, to a group of devotees and has been transcribed with permission from a videotape. Today we will read the second and concluding part of the Venerable's talk. This second part of the talk follows on from advice in last week's program about what to do if you read a Buddhist text or commentary but you cannot understand what it means. But still you cannot satisfy, cannot understand. Then what to do? Then the Buddha says you must approach your teacher who knows the Dharma. Go and discuss with him. I try to understand the meaning of this, I read this, I read this, and still I cannot understand. Could you please explain to me? The teacher tries his best to enlighten you, but still you cannot satisfy. Then the final choice is within you. See how the Buddha has given credit to human intelligence. Now this is the time for you to use your sense of reasoning, common sense, understanding, You have gone through all these channels. Now use your human intelligence. Then you can give the answers. So when you study this way of teaching in every item he has given, due place to human minds. But not to the Buddha, not to God or anybody else. Before his passing away, the parting word, the last word that came out of his mouth in the Mahaparinibbana Sutta, he says, you must try to develop your self-confidence. Don't depend on others. It is due to lack of self-confidence, you always develop fear and worry and unhappiness, unsatisfactoriness, uncertainty, jealousy, suspicion, because you have no confidence in you. So he tried to cultivate this confidence. You do not know who you are. You do not know how dynamic, forceful, energetic mental force you are having. You do not know how to make use of your own mental energy, your intelligence. You can go worship and worship and worship everywhere, all over the world, thinking you can get the blessings and protections and this and that. You displace your human intelligence. Read the Dhammapada. Those who suffer from fear, the Buddha says, Go and worship to the trees and jungles and rivers and idols, and everything asking protection, protection, blessing, blessing. But we do not know how to develop, how to cultivate, how to strengthen our own mind to get rid of all this rubbish without worshipping here and there, without displacing human dignity, human intelligence. So Buddhism is not for us to worship and worship and pray and pray, for us to do something to cultivate something until you gain the answer to our problem. That is how the Buddha started. I told you that incident paved for him to think and think and investigate. Finally, he found out the answer. What is the answer? What is the main cause of our suffering? When you read Agana Sutta Digha this is very interesting. Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, these three religions teach us something very meaningful. At the beginning, when first human life appeared on this earth, either created by God or automatically, nobody knows. According to Charles Darwin, the monkeys are responsible, not God. So they say the devil, devil influence human minds, create the temptations, then start to commit evil, bad things so devil is responsible for all your bad deeds this is their belief so what you have to do now this path becomes a very chronic incurable disease as long as human beings exist in this world they carry germ that is called original sin a germ that you carry you cannot get rid of this germ by taking antibiotic injection you must be baptized very wonderful. You must be baptised to get rid of these germs. After that, all your sins disappear. You will be in heaven. How nice. Shortcut. People believe it. Think it very easy.
2: When you read Agana Sutta, you can understand what the Buddha said about the original human life. Because many people want to know what is the Buddha's concept of the origin of human life on this earth. When you read that sutta, you get the answer. He says, The world where you live is impermanent. This is not everlasting. This is the combination of elements and energies, component things, are subject to decay and disappear. It is natural not necessary to have any religion to understand it. So the world where we live is also impermanent, changeable, and one day there will be destruction, end. But this is not the only world where there are living beings. Various types of living beings exist in many parts of the universe. Then when the destruction has taken place, but not at once, all these living beings after their death, appear again in many other parts of the universe where there are living beings according to their own karma. In certain places there are more suffering. We regard them as hells. Certain places more pleasure, peaceful. We regard them as heavens. In certain places normal. Now this world, this is neither heaven nor hell. Mixed but we create hell we create heaven according to our way of life. So when rebirth takes place they exist there for a long time. The world disappears disintegrated but the magnetic power molecules no one can destroy they exist. Again all these dispersed particles start to accumulate It takes millions and billions of years nobody knows then the formation takes place again this is the nature of world systems either this earth or that moon or suns or galaxies are all subject to the same universal law impermanency they are not permanent so when this earth this planet is ready those living beings who are here after their death in that new place again Existence takes place according to their karmic inclinations, craving, attachments that developed when they were here. Now the problem is how the first life appears, first human life. So according to Buddhism, not created by any god or Buddha. Those devas or brahmas came down to the earth, this planet, and settled down here. When they appeared on this earth, they were very pure, not corrupted. Then, how corruption, anger, jealousy, greed appeared in their minds. Who, who give it gave it to them? According to other religions, devil influenced them to be bad. But Buddhism says there is nobody to influence them. This is their own intrinsic hidden character. Although they are pure... Potentials, ingredients are still active in their subconscious mind. Although they look very nice, very calm, serene and religious and honest. When you look in their mind, when you look at a small baby, you can understand me. Very nice, very innocent, no jealousy, no greed, no anger, no grudge. Very innocent. But ingredients are there already. When that child grows up, you can see all these things are there exactly like that. So it comes down to circumstances. Environment develops. astir, Then they become greedy, jealous. All the natural weaknesses, mental pollutions, mental defilements, again become very active. Now you can see the difference. So it is not original sin we have until we attain our sainthood, ara- arahanthood, nirvana, We mentioned some of these mental defilements, so devil has nothing to do with this. So that is why we never try to baptize anybody to wash away their sins. Impossible. No one can do that. This is our own. So the Buddha has mentioned all these things.
3: When he trained the first missionaries, Buddhism is the first missionary religion in this world. When there were 60 of them... Arahants, well trained, what did he say? Go forth, don't stay here in the monastery. Now your duty is to tell people, because people are ignorant. Many people do not know what is right, what is wrong, what to do, and what not to do. Your duty is to tell them, these are the things that you have to do and these other things you should not do. Give them the correct path to to live righteous, noble, respectable, harmless life. But he never said you must go out and convert them into Buddhism, because he did not introduce a religion. What he wanted was to teach people how to live a respectable normal, harmless life. To us, that is Buddhism. If you want to give a label, this is the nature of Buddhism. So these few interpretations that I have given, I think more than enough for you to understand why is it necessary for us to maintain another religion known as Buddhism. So it is not a religion, it is not an ism, it is the Dharma, it is the Dharma, a noble method for human, for every human being to practice, irrespective of their religious labor. Let them have their own religious labor, no harm, if they have, can live respectable, noble lives because principles are universal, not confined to any particular religion.
2: Take for instance, kindness. Now, you can't point out any difference between Buddhist kindness, Christian kindness, Muslim kindness, Hindu kindness and freethinkers kindness. Kindness is kindness. Take another one, honesty, honest man. If man is honest, can you find out any particular label? Buddhist honesty, Christian honesty, Muslim honesty? Honesty is honesty, and these are the common principles where we can find universal value in the Buddhist teachings. Noble Eightfold Path Common to every human being, irrespective of their religious beliefs. If Christians and Buddhists and Muslims and Hindus and freethinkers also want to follow, they can do it very well and we don't want for them to become buddhists not necessary and we don't want to give them that label we cannot say if you are not buddhist you cannot touch this what is it samaditi samakapa samavaccha samakamanta samajiva samavayama samasati sama Samadhi. Try to develop right understanding without following anything blindly, without maintaining blind faith. Try to find out whether it is right or wrong. Anyone can do this. Right understanding. In the Buddhist teaching. Right thought. You must know what kind of thoughts appear in your mind. Some are cruel, selfish, cunning, dangerous, inhuman. But you must look at their way. Some are very good, very meaningful, very useful, cultivate. Right thought. Is there any religious label for that because they are common? Cruelty, cunningness, wickedness, selfishness are common among the followers of all the religions. Again, kindness, compassion, honesty, patience, tolerance also common among all these religious people. Then how can we say this is only a Buddhist property? We cannot monopolize. Why Buddhism? The answer is here, because Buddhism gives us freedom. Not necessary for you to hold this label. Samavaca. You must know how to talk gently, quietly, without hurting, disturbing, rushing others. Common to everybody. Since this method was introduced by the Buddha, we say this is Buddhism. And anyone can follow can experience the good results. kamanta. When you are going to do some work you have to consider your actions that create, that can create any disturbances, hurt others, kill or destroy others. Whether you're going to do some earning by bluffing or hurting others. If you can, do this without hurting, violating, disturbing others. Right action Anyone can do this if they really want not confined to any particular religion.
1: Sama Ajiva, right livelihood, for our living. We have to earn, support our families, fulfill our commitments, obligations, duties. Then we must know what to do. There are so many ways, so many methods for us to earn money, get enough. The five things the Buddha has mentioned, saying it is not advisable, but not a law. The Buddha has never introduced any religious law. Please remember this. If we observe religious principle as a law, you develop only fear, but not understanding. That is why he never introduced any religious law or religious punishment. No religious punishment in Buddhism. Punishment means bad effect you get naturally. It is natural. Dealing with living beings for slaughtering, liquor, dangerous weapons, poisons and human slavery. You know, some people kidnap girls and boys and go and sell into slavery. The Buddha says these things are not respectable things for human beings to do. Not under right livelihood. Common to everybody. Samasati. Right mindfulness. What does it mean? In this mindfulness, also, there is no religious label. One pointedness when you talk, when you think, when you do something, do that mindfully. This is called right mindfulness. When you think, you must understand what you are thinking. Then you have to analyse whether your ideas, your thoughts are dangerous, harmful useful or not. That is the meaning of thinking mindfully. When you talk mindfully, you have to consider the words, the terms, the subject matter to whom you are talking. By considering all these things, you have to talk. Mindfulness must be there. Mindfulness in your action. You read Satipatthana Sutta, the way of mindfulness. You must be mindful when you walk When you sit down, when you lie down, when you go to the toilet, also you must be mindful. Otherwise, you come out without using the flush. Mindfulness must be there. When you eat, when you sleep, mindfulness must be there. So when you train and train and train your mind in this way, then this is the initial stage for you to train your mind. Without allowing your mind to run here and there then you can do your work efficiently without making mistakes. Mindfulness is there. When you deal with electricity, mindfulness must be there. So common to everybody. Why Buddhism? Now this is the nature of Buddhism. Sama Samadhi. You must know how to enjoy our human life by maintaining some sort of calmness tranquility, satisfaction in our life, in our mind. At the moment we have no peace. All the mind worrying and crying and thinking and lamenting and harbouring jealousy and anger and grudge and greedy for this and crazy attitude. Mind is boiling, boiling, boiling. And what will happen? This point of mind affects the whole system. glands, brain cells, Blood, heart, nervous system, our stomach. Untimely death because of that mental pollution. We never think. We are crazy for earning and earning and earning. No time to sleep. No time to eat. No time to relax. All the time, thinking, thinking, how to make more money, more money, more money. For what? To enjoy. Meanwhile, kick the bucket no time to enjoy this is the nature of our enjoyment
2: when you collapsed when you paralyzed please pray for me pray for me I am in trouble now but earlier they were taught now we must pray for him the Buddha has given this warning for all of us irrespective of their religion to understand this is called noble path noble way of life Since Buddha has introduced such excellent, meaningful, effective Dharma for us to uphold our human dignity, Buddhism is important, not to become slaves to anybody in this world, not to become slaves to any god, not to become slaves to any Buddha, but to maintain human dignity. We can practice Buddhism as gentlemen, not as slaves, not as worms. Understand, develop your confidence. Final advice. Develop your confidence. It is because you have not developed this confidence that you go and worship and worship and worship. No faith. No faith means in you. No confidence. You do not know who you are. You think you are stupid. You think you cannot understand. You think you cannot do anything without any support from another person. The Buddha wants us to develop all these things, but unfortunately still we depend on others. We respect the Buddha, we bow down in gratitude. We honour in appreciation of his achievement, enlightenment, wisdom, for giving us this message. Forever we worship, but we don't ask all these things from him. We had to follow, remember, these sayings of the Buddha if you want to see the real Buddha. He has given this warning to one of his disciples who had come to admire the beauty of the Buddha. The Buddha says, what are you doing? He says, I really enjoy, admire your complexion, your beauty, your features, your serenity, soothing to my mind. That is what you also say, my Buddha is very nice, better than your Buddha. This is the way how you admire the Buddha, your Buddha. So the Buddha says, What do you gain by watching this dirty, filthy, smelly, uncertain, impermanent physical body? The Buddha is not here in this physical body. Buddha's body is also smelly, just like your body and my body. You go and smell the Buddha's body. Buddha is alive, you can see, very bad smell. He also goes to the toilet. But your Buddha is that physical body. Buddha says, The Buddha is not there. One who sees the Dharma, just now explained, the Dharma taught by me. Through this Dharma you can understand, you can see the real Buddha. And what does this mean? When you understand the Dharma, you can see what a compassionate heart, what a great man, what a holy person. How he sacrificed everything for the sake of others, to guide others, to enlighten others. How he had to tolerate what sort of patience he had. How he could manage to train those wicked and wild animals to lead a holy life. Our Dharma is there. When you go through and understand all these things, you can see the real Buddha through his Dharma not through the difficult body. That is why the knowledge of Dharma is important for us to understand the Buddha. One Russian philosopher, although he was not a Buddhist, he has made a beautiful statement. I think at that time communism was not there in Russia. He said, The more I know him, the more I love him. The more I love him, the more I know him. About the Buddha. One Muslim scholar, I think more than a hundred years ago, has written in his book of poems. In his poem he says, If you want to know, to see, the most happiest and contented human being on this earth, look at that friend in beggar's clothing, referring to the Buddha. The Buddha was a friend. He gave up everything. He was using only a piece of cloth, just like a beggar but he was the most happiest, contented human being on this earth. A Muslim scholar nearly a hundred years ago, they also know how to appreciate him.
3: One Christian writer, he is a Catholic, written a long article on Versailles Day in the newspaper. He say, I really cannot understand why Christians are reluctant to respect the Buddha when you study the services he has rendered toward mankind for more than 45 years why can't they appreciate the services rendered by that great man if they can respect all the others like Socrates Plato Uh, Aristotle, why can't they respect the Buddha? A Christian writer says, We have to think unbiasedly. Now, as Buddhists, we can see why it is difficult for us to respect Jesus Christ. What way we can respect Jesus? He has sacrificed his life for the sake of mankind, and all the other religious teachers we can respect, no harm. pujachar Pujanayana, Mangala Sutta, respect, those who are worthy of respect. Why Buddhism is there. Buddhism encourages you to respect our religious teachers also. In un- Guttara Nikaya. Whenever, wherever you find the truth, you must accept the truth. You should not say that it is not in our religion, in our holy book. If it is a truth, it may be Christianity or Islam or any other religion. If it is a truth, you can accept. Respect as Buddhism. Why Buddhism? Because of this. May you be well and
0: happy. Thank you for listening to our Lifetimes of Learning podcast. To listen to our other recordings, go to our website www.bdcu.org.au and click on Dharma Teachings. Or you can go to our online world buddhist radio station from our website by clicking on buddhist radio may you be well and happy may all beings be well and happy